Hey everyone, this is Lola from Tackle and Tacos. This episode is brought to you by Kenai, made by Grizzly Coolers. Coolers, lunch boxes, travel mugs, and a lot more. And some really awesome colors are available now at grizzlycoolers.com. This line was made with fishermen in mind, so we love it. The 25 quart might be our favorite. It's big enough to hold a lot, small enough to fit anywhere. We have it in red. It's super dope. Positivity is worth the effort. Smoky Smoky, we are back for another episode of <laughs> Tackle and Tacos. Was it the Okie Dokie Smoky? Yeah, was that just, too cool? It was like so yeah. good. Okay, so smooth. let's uh, all right, start over. Nate, you do the intro. Go. Okie dokie. No, not my oh, intro. Not your own. Okay. You went the same. Right. I thought you wanted the same one because you loved it so much. I kind of sounded like that dude, that, that dude from uh from Goonies. So it's like a $50 bill. That guy kind of sounded like that. And I wasn't trying to like sound like any, I was just being weird. It was really good. It was. No, you guys are jerks. <laughs> All right. So here we are back in our studio. Uh, and when I say studio, I mean me and Lola's garage, but it works well. It's, uh, it's heated. It's warm. It's insulated. It has many dead animals hanging on the wall and makes a it cozy bass boat. And it just, it was funny. Like I, I was talking about doing a podcast and like, I don't have like a podcast studio. I don't have a room for a podcast. I know dudes who, uh, when they were recording like vocals for songs or doing a podcast, they would do it in like a walk-in closet, which actually makes a lot of sense because the hanging clothes like completely dead in the sound. Um, I'm like, I don't even have that. I don't have Lola and I live in a, <clears throat> a really cute little town in Wisconsin called Strum. Um, it's just south of Eau Claire, which is spelled like E-A-U. So people always think like Eau Claire or Eau Claire, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and we live in a log cabin and it's awesome. We love our house. It's cozy. It's warm. Um, but it has no closets. It's like, so dumb. And we yeah, didn't realize that when we were looking at it. No. Like, there are, there's no storage. It's wild. Yeah, we that, throw our clothes outside. It's that <laughs> thing you realize when you go to actually hang up a shirt. There's no place <laughs> yeah, to. So I'm like, Where oh, am I going to? Yeah. Oh, oh dang shoot. It. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so we, we decided to use the garage. And like the dope thing about using a garage for a podcast about fishing you know because the whole deal with this is it's tackling tacos a fishing podcast what fisherman doesn't relate to spending time in the garage you know what i'm saying i mean you spend time in your garage yeah nate absolutely yeah so always tinkering on the boat or something so. for sure yeah um i remember when i bought my first bass boat a triton named teener uh tr21 it was a 99 uh i remember feeling so pumped i put it on instagram like this is my new boat her name's Tina or whatever. And Triton actually responded back like, oh, we love her. Have fun on Tina. Like they like, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, um, I remember when I first bought that boat, I think you said something, Nate, because you went with me to go get it yeah, in Michigan. Yeah, I remember the Super, super long drive there. Just punching his microphone. <laughs> uh, you said something about like that old adage, like if you want to go broke, buy a boat. And it's absolutely accurate because you're either A, 
wanting to upgrade it all the time. All it's like a race car, you know, I I work for a race car parts company and that's like a thing. Like your race car is never done ever, whether you're fixing something or wanting to upgrade it or like you go a 12 second quarter mile and that's great until you go a 10 second and then you do that. And then you want an eight and a half second quarter mile. And then you go from that to, you know, it's never done. So on a boat, it's either, um, upgrading or you're like me and you break stuff and you have to like fix it all the time. So anyway, um, we're in the garage. We're in the garage. That's where it was. Thank (laughs) you. Um, Lola, I don't know where we're going or this intro. Should we start over? Okie dokie smokey. Um, but yeah, this is, this is another episode of, of tackle and tacos, a fishing podcast. We love fishing. Um, we're all kind of tackle junkies and, um, Lola, like if I go to a store like nearest us, probably the dopest tackle shop. Well, shout out for one. That's the, that's the air horn sound. Oh, that's the shout out sound. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't you, sure what you were doing there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, like the like okay. the air horn. <laughs> I'm really good at sound effects. You, you do it, Nate. Let's I don't. I don't. He's not, even, he's not even going <laughs> to try it. He's not even going to attempt it. A <laughs> um, that was, I feel like I got worse. That like, was kinda bad. Like, it kind of like pitched down. Yeah. Like yeah it was a off. sad one. Um, Shout out. That was a minor key. Oh, my gosh. Air horn. Um, anyway, uh, super dope little local spot. Bite me. Tackle shop and Mondovi. Bait shop, isn't it? Bait shop? Whatever. I'm yeah, just saying, me, we got to get the shop. name right. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they're super bite cool me. people, man. They're so rad. The other day I went in there with um, our middle boy, Vinny, for his birthday. And I was like, do you guys have any Super K jigs anymore? And they're like, no, I don't think we do. I think we sold them all. And then she's like, let me look over here in this one cabinet. And she found a bunch and like pulled them out. And we went through them. She's like, oh, I like this one. Like she's. It's just like a mom and pop yeah, shop. Super, super sweet. Really like rad. she told us about all these tournaments coming yeah, like, up for like ice fishing out, like, tournaments. It's so cute. Because when we moved here, we didn't really know the Mississippi very well. And she was very um, helpful. So shout out to, to Bite Me Bait Shop. Uh, but the other one, like the more like a little more. <laughs> fishy tournament fishy one is shields in eau claire i don't know if he's still the fishing manager there pat uh schlopper um, but he's an elite series pro um yes i mean it's a pretty legit stop like their stuff is 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 good you know they have mega bass and six cents and rapala and just really good stuff and really friendly service yeah yeah they're solid for sure um like my one of my talons broke on my boat and it was just the spike itself that goes down into the dirt it split and so i called them and was like I didn't buy these here, but can you guys service them? And they're like, yeah, and actually, based on your part number, um, it's free because the talent spike has like a lifetime warranty or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's super solid place. But anyway, if I go there and don't buy tackle, Lola's like disappointed. Yeah. Like she's like, why didn't you buy that Vision 110 plus one? And I'm like, well, it's like 25 bucks. She's like, yeah, but it's a great jerk bait. I'm like, man. Should have got at least one of them. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at she'll least be like annoyed. And I'm like, I'm so glad I married you. <laughs> anyway, and we also love tacos you know so let's do this before we jump on today we're talking to speaking of tackle this is like next level stuff dude this is you know what i'm saying like this is like where art and fishing sort of confluence like where they collide is 30 acre swim baits i mean ryan 30 acre it's crazy if you see his stuff like truly people always say like match the hatch and make sure it looks like a you could on a lot of his baits, put them next to real fish and have yeah, a hard time. Incredible. Telling. Like it's, it's, it's insane. So anyway, we're going to get to him in just a second here. We're going to call him up on the, the telly and, uh, hopefully the audio is good for that. Uh, but before we do, let's, let's ask both. I'm going to ask both of you 
What is a lure and what is a taco? Because we're tackle and tacos, what's a lure and what's a taco that you've been digging lately? Go, Nate. I'd say so, uh, a lure I've been digging lately is uh, probably a custom tied jig that I just had a buddy of mine make up. So uh, he's been he's been building and, and and tying jigs for quite a few years now, and he actually got me into jig fishing. Like I never threw a jig; I had zero confidence in that it. jig bite, though, dude. The it's dunk, dunk, it's amazing, yeah. But it. I had I had no confidence in a jig at all. Yeah, and he built me up a couple and started throwing them, and I think I went one season with. A, that jig on my rod every single time yeah. I was fishing. So uh, I'd say one of the new jigs that he tied up is definitely a, a lure that I've been digging a lot lately. Okay. And then uh, man, probably a pork taco. Okay. I, was I don't, gonna I don't say, know. Come I, on. I, these are different though. I don't know if you've been to. <laughs> these been, are different. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Sam's Club lately, but not lately. We've got we've got a Sam's in in, in Davenport. Yeah. And uh, like a lot of places do, of course, but uh. They have like a pre-marinated, pre-chopped, like package. Oh, like what we had. We just got that Aldi at Aldi. Yeah. Aldi had one. It was like okay. carnitas right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like that. We I throw yeah. it on the blacktop uh, yeah. or the blackstone. Flat Not top. the blacktop. Don't, Not put the blacktop. Don't throw it on there. I throw it on the Straight blackstone. on the ground. <laughs> I take it out of the package. I throw it directly onto the soil. Yeah, throw, open the package, throw the whole thing on the blackstone, and just, just cook it up. Yeah. Nice. I don't think I knew you had one of those. Those are dope, those blackstones. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Uh, you can cook on them so quick. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. We cook the meat, get it done, throw shells on there, and you have everything done. Like, That's great. Uh, on one top, yeah, so yeah. it's awesome. Um, but those are the two that I've been digging lately. What do you do, what do, you do with a pork taco? How do you, how do you, what do you put on it? Uh, normally cilantro, cheese, queso yeah. fresco, maybe okay. like a avocado salsa okay. Uh, okay. and some pico. Do you like avocados? I do. Me yes. too. Mm, yes. I love avocados. Yeah, good. Uh, avocado and it's like right at, we were just talking today about making shrimp tacos and like shrimp is one of those deals. Like if you undercook it, it's like the grossest thing in the world. You can't undercook a shrimp. That's oh, terrible. Yeah. But Ew. if you overcook it and it tastes like an eraser that's been sitting out in the sun on the equator for a month, you know, like mm. that's also a very bad deal, but you get it just right. Avocado, you get that avocado. That's not too firm and it's not, but you know mush. the trick, right? Dude. If you get it and it's like not ripe yet, you put it in, put a, in a brown paper a, bag. Yeah, yeah. Like a lunch bag mm-hmm. and it like makes it yeah. ripe really fast. Tricks. And like seconds, right? It's I might milliseconds. Have to get some brown paper bags because yeah. I've never. Yeah, yeah. you stick it in a trick. It's pretty yeah. quick. It's I actually seconds, don't know how but, quick it is, but yeah. it it is helpful. Right, go a lure okay. or something and a taco you like lately. I I just I'm I really love throwing a jackhammer. You do. That's just yeah. That is kind of your juice. My juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the people who don't know, we we talked about this on episode one where we interviewed everybody. Um, Lola's had sort of like not necessarily fears, but she's like you know I'm not like a diehard. Um, fishing person like you and Nate are. I haven't been doing it as long, but she's learning. She's kind of coming along. And I keep telling her, like, that's the dopest perspective because so many people can relate to that. Not everybody is Kevin Van Dam. Not everybody is me and Nate. We're not professionals, but we do fish a lot of tournaments. We talk fishing all the time. We watch fishing videos on YouTube. We watch every, like, whatever, BPT and MLF and... And all the letters. And all the letters. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like Lola will throw a jackhammer in circumstances where it makes no sense. And I'm over here looking at like, well, the water temperature is exactly 61.3 And I'm like, I think I have something. In the back of the creek, it's 68.1 degrees, which is a swing of, and if I use green pumpkin with a bit of black fleck, and she's like just chucking a fire craw. (laughs) Yeah, and she's catching them while I'm overanalyzing everything. So... Yeah, the jackhammer is a dope bait, and you—I mean, jackhammer though, right? Like, wouldn't you agree, Nate? You could throw that 
every day of the year. 365, yeah. I mean, I, the I coldest do. to the warmest, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, a taco, go. A taco. I was going to say pulled pork. Like, if you smoke some pork, yeah. is it a pork butt? Yes. We're, we're different then, because mine's not pulled. Okay, no, okay. Yeah, 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 Fine. Yeah. Well, yes, on the Traeger, smoke yeah. it, yeah. and then we pull it, and yeah, yeah got to have cilantro and avocado and... I don't know. Do we do salsa and stuff on that? Like pico? I don't know. Yeah, it depends. Like I said, I love salsa and stuff, but sometimes I think you can over topping a taco, you know, and then like yeah. the main, like the meat of it doesn't shine as much. And sometimes with tacos and stuff, I just like to have it like, like I love nachos. Yeah. Nachos are you just are the nacho jam. Junkie. I am. Like I tackle like having nachos. Yeah. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sound as good. It as doesn't, tacos but I now. like to do that too with like yeah. chips and stuff. Yeah. Okay. A while okay. back I did a smoked steak nacho. Like I made up the the nacho on a sheet pan yeah. and put it in the smoker and melted Whoa. all the cheese. Um, let's was, go to the kitchen. Let's it go. Was, <laughs> it was dynamite. It was so that good. So, so for this good. for this rare remix of tackle and nachos. Yes. And Nate knows about this too because I, I think I put you on that. But the smoke queso. Oh yeah, for sure, mm. dude. Smoke queso may be the dopest thing in the world. Yeah. Shout that out was from to Meat uh, Church. Meat Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meat Church in Waxahachie, Texas. The dude's name who runs it is Matt Pittman. Like the is dude that not was, the most perfect name? He was name? meant to be oh, a sure. barbecue guy. Yep. Pittman? Pitmaster? Anyway. Uh, but yeah, smoke queso is the easiest thing in the world. Um, you could just look it up on, on YouTube or whatever. Look up Meat Church. Meat Church Smoked Queso. So easy. Mine, recently, I've been, uh, as far as tackle goes, I've always been a JDM guy, like which means Japanese domestic market. If you don't know, in Japan, the lakes that they have the fish bass out of get so much fishing pressure that they have to continuously come up with new colors, new styles, new weights, new lengths, new looks, new everything in order to keep the fish sort of engaged. And so what happens very often is JDM stuff um, is a little more like new and advanced and and whatever. So I'll go with uh, the free rig. It's not a super new way of fishing for bass, a free rig, Um, but it's a a really cool way. Just Google it um, to catch fish. The reactions you get on a free rig, if you throw it under a dock, you can see your line jump a little easier, in my opinion. That's a small thing about it, but it's pretty rad. Uh, tacos, my favorite taco lately. I'm trying to think, what have I even made lately? I, I, shrimp tacos. Oh yeah, shrimp tacos. I've been doing steak. that lately. Um, shrimp tacos are really, really good. And again, I like when I do a shrimp taco. I like to pan fry on really high heat. Um, uh, the taco or the tacos, the shrimps. The shrimps. The shrimps. Put that s on there, bro. <laughs> the the pluralized shrimps. And so that way you get a little bit of crisp on them, a whole bunch of butter, just because. Maybe that's why it's so good. This my guts hurt after. This is America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm not Paula Dean and I'm not getting fatter making these shrimp tacos, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Garlic salt. And then what I, what I really like to do, too, with uh, shrimp tacos is throw, like, um, adobo seasoning or something that's a little more, like, kind of just typical Mexican food type seasoning on the shrimp that I wouldn't normally if I know I'm going to put them in tacos. And again, shout out Meat Church. They make a seasoning called um, Holy Voodoo. Mm. Um, if you like spicy food, dude, you have to pick it up. It's so good. It's, it's like seasoned salt with a little bit of kick in the Your teeth. Your kids will hate it. Yeah, don't <laughs> give the children. It's too spicy for them. And, and you got to use it sparingly at first until you kind of develop the, you know, taste for it because it's got but like it's the got flavor some, is yeah, so it's really good. good, but it's got a little stank on it. So that's my two. So, um, anyway, I think that's all we got. Let's, yeah. let's get, uh, 
let's get Ryan on the phone. We just did a podcast a second ago with Brian, and so I'm just struggling so bad in my brain to not call Brian. Just Ryan, say Ryan, Brian, 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 Brian. Nope, stop saying Brian. Brian, it's just Ryan. Yeah, and and Brian <laughs> that we just talked to spells it with a daggum Y, so it's even more Ryan-y in my head. Ugh. So it's just Ryan now. Okay. Um, <laughs> He'll get it. He'll put it together. Y'all, y'all carry this for one second. I'm going to text him and just make sure, see if we can FaceTime audio him so that it doesn't get weird. Or just try it. Like it did last time. Well, I don't know if he has a a phone. Well, in your texts, are they blue? She's got a point there. Or are they green? Oh, sugar. All, All right. right. We're going to call him. We're just going to straight call him. Here it goes. Please, God, let this work better than it did last time we straight called. Well, that sounds crisper. Oh, the little thingy. I think that's my be the thing it might be that sounds good yeah hey hey Jordan, what's going on <laughs> what up man how are you doing good doing good good um, man. watching some espn plus mma and having some trulies right now okay all right <laughs> getting getting loosened up baby keeping it fit though i like it yeah yeah god i didn't know when this this rodeo was gonna get going on so i just kept drinking okay well great now we'll get some real inside scoop on uh, what you got oh no, i gotta i gotta be careful what i say though okay. I, I tend to give i tend to talk too much that's the problem i'm trying to work on here okay. that's what we want you to do we yeah, want you that, to spill the beans yeah this is a podcast <laughs> all the good this, this is good so can you hear this is me my wife lola lola say hello hey and then nate can you hear all three hello. of us hey how's it going uh i didn't hear nate much you're with nate right yep yep i'm here you got me okay um He's a little quiet. Okay. Um, I'll bump him up a little bit. You're, I hear you. I hear you really, really well. Okay. Good. Okay. Right on. You're. you're so. Um. Because this is this is all pretty new to you guys doing this for your for yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's just something that we've been we've wanted to do for a while, honestly, like the podcast, but. We never did, and then we have friends who run a really successful um, bow hunting podcast, the yeah. Working Class Bow Hunters, and they were like, hey, we want to do like a network of podcasts. Would you guys do a fishing one? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then the taco thing, we can talk about that later, but uh, <laughs> it's just kind of kind of the dorks that we are. And so, yeah, here we are. I, I just, I meant, like, you've, is this your first time using the your setup? Um, this is the second time. You're, you're the second. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, I just I I asked because I didn't know if you've set set up your stuff yeah. and you know what I've heard or what I, or what I could hear on the other end or or what. So no, okay, I you feel, have at least yeah. done it before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get through this. It's gonna be awesome for sure. So so let's start off with sir. Um, how did you get before we even get into like the baits and the the swim baits? And I kind of prefaced everybody before we got you on the phone um, that your lures are just next level art. Like it's nonsense, amazing. Yeah, your swim baits when you look at them, it's the way they move, the way they look, the paint job, the clear coat. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the attention to detail is just crazy. It's, so. I've, I've I, never seen anything like it. Um, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, that's not just me because you're a friend and because you know, I've made videos like it really is. It's ridiculous. But before we get to all of that, how yeah. did you get into fishing? Like wh where did it start for you? Well, 
how long do you want to make all this? Because should I keep this quick and simple? Whatever or... you want, man. Let her rip. Whatever you think. I mean, if you have like a specific story or like for me, I can remember like the first time I caught a fish on my own in the boat with my dad. And that was really like the light bulb, like, holy crap. This is awesome. Like the feeling of the the tug on the other end of the line. And you know what I'm saying? Like I can so specific, yeah. I can see it now and I'm like a hundred years old. Um, but yeah. I can still see it. What, like, do you have a moment like that or how did you really get into like fishing? Well, my, my dad, and my grandpa, um, both kind of got me into it. Um, my, my dad, we had a local pond just down the road, farm pond, Gowdy's pond give him a shout out. Um, and (laughs) we would, we would go down there and like the families would all go and like, they would bring like jet skis and like everybody would just come and drink and hang out on a weekend. Um, and all the kids would just run around and swim and, and occasionally we would go there just to fish with, with my dad and, and like he, he probably got me in it first maybe, but my grandpa, um, on my, my mom's, my mom's dad, they lived on Pope Creek. Um, so they, they had that right in their backyard and they, um, my, my grandpa used to fish a lot and he would take his cane pole and he would just, just kind of sit on the bank and, you know, do what old people do fishing. And he, him and I would always talk about that, you know, kind of when I was really, really young. Um, so we would go with my, my brothers and my cousins, we would go, camping out there and set up bank poles and just not really knowing what we're doing, but just knew that they're, you know, fishing there. We would set up bank poles and there's lots of, you know, big catfish at the time that we thought were the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but that was early, early on. Um, I don't even know how old I was then, but, but probably what really set me like that, that kind of got me into it. Um, but soon after that, I, I, I would say maybe when I was, I don't know, 14, 15, I started to kind of do it more on my own and like kind of build on all of that, that they, they kind of showed me. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's when I started to get more serious about it. And there was a, there's a guy who is, he's kind of a mentor to me, Bill Breeden. He, he organized this uh canada fishing group like 40 years ago where he would take kids from high school um i mean might have probably 50 years ago at this point um because he's a teacher he's a teacher at alito and he started taking students in the summertime on this this trip up to canada and they were going for 30 years before finally when i was i was maybe 17 the first year i went and that was when I started to like fish serious because there was a group of 15 of us that would go up um, 15 to 21 of us. We would all, you know, take, take all the boats and go on up across the border. And like, that's when you're just fishing sunrise to sunset yeah, for that's awesome. seven straight days. Yeah. And from that point I, I went every year and then I started fishing a lot more local farm ponds and, and local rivers and stuff for, for bass and, you know, serious fishing. Okay. Um, but, but really that was those trips up to Canada were the, when I really got into it and got into fishing. And then from that point, I went with a couple of my best friends from back home, um, from Alito. When I say back home, Alito, 
And Alito um, is for those who up. don't know Alito, Illinois, Mercer County. It's kind of by the right by the Quad yep. Cities. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Oh, um, you're good. So uh, once once we started getting into it a lot more, me and my, my two best friends growing up, Adam and Nancy, we, we we started fishing all the time at local farm ponds all around the area, and there was Tracy's Norman Tracy's farm pond where that's where I honed in my bass fishing and okay. just it was it was a like a three acre pond yeah, I, I mean it wasn't very maybe it was a little bit bigger than that but there were big big bass in it and awesome. you can catch them on anything almost so but fun my yeah, biggest bass fun. came out of there we would go after school all the time after practice <laughs> after awesome. whatever you know on weekends yeah. and and uh that was where i really honed in my craft as far as learning how lures worked Hmm. and casting accuracy like just kind of setting setting the hook all that stuff was where i really honed in the craft but yeah. then we take it up to canada for a different type of fishing but it was all kind of honed in and hmm. between those two and and that was kind of my early progression into into fishing that's awesome and when you were and in canada were the, Sorry, yeah. when you were in Canada, where were you going in Canada? And, like, what kind of fishing were you doing? What kind of fish were you catching? Uh, yeah, we, we would go to – it was just north of Kenora, Canada, which I, I think it was, like, a 16- or 18-hour car drive all the way there. I'm not Jeez. sure how far okay. north that is. But um, we fished the Winnipeg River system. And I okay. – I just went last year again for the first time in like oh, 10 cool. years, actually. Was it different um, as like an older person seeing it? Seven. Oh, yeah. Well, it, we went to a different place. I went five years, six years or so, um, 10 years ago. And okay. it was very, very rustic. Um, yeah. But it was the Winnipeg River system. And we caught smallmouth northern and walleye. That's awesome. And before we went, like I, I kind of – um, I didn't really like that type of fishing. Those species were not on my radar. Okay. Um, but after I got up there and started fishing for them, I got, I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of how we, we took five, five boats, three people to a boat and, you know, we have cabins on the lake and I, I it's a lot of people take trips from kind of where we're at in Illinois. Like that's the, that's, that's the fishing trip i take big groups there's lots of people that cross okay. international falls that's where we go yep yep um, that area. and and uh, we go right through hayward and and all that that's the other thing that kind of got me into big um trophy lure or trophy species trophy mm-hmm. fishing anyways um yeah. the muskie in hayward yeah i, was gonna ask you I know about you're that, familiar cause, with yeah yeah because you, you fished uh you fished like some muskie derbies up there right yeah, yeah. The the same person who who organizes the Canada trip, um, he has a cabin up in Hayward, and we started in the summertime. That would be where we would go to vacation, and he has a cabin. And there's a couple rentals next to his place. There used to be um, on Durfee. It's a lake, a small small lake where we would go with the families and okay. do tubing and you know wakeboarding and all yeah, that. But then so there were yeah. lakes everywhere. Lakes everywhere that are, you know, just great fisheries. And he was a musky guide for 30, 40 years in the summer. Oh, wow. so, so he, he sounds he like a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sounds like a pretty rad guy. He's, he's one of the best 
people I've ever met in my life. Like, mm, and everybody sweet. around Mercer County, Alito, all that. Like, he's he is very well known, very respected. He is a retired teacher now. He's been retired for I don't know, maybe ten years or so. But okay. he was my high school. Uh, some social studies. I can't remember what, but he would always talk. <laughs> but that about part it. wasn't yeah, important. Yeah, you don't remember what he taught, <laughs> but you know the fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he he was kind of where I I learned the intricacies of fishing and sure. and, and big bait fishing and big big uh, big fish fishing. Okay. You know, because he was he had been a musky guide for forty years. You know, yeah. alongside Pete Mena yeah. in Hayward. You yeah. know, fished all the same lakes and his home lake was uh, Coup Ray, which was yep. another big lake up there in Hayward and mm-hmm. and. So I got to know that lake very well, and we fished uh, the Hayward uh, Muskie, um, the Muskie's Inc. Hayward chapter or whatever yep, yep. Muskie tournament up in, in October every year there for a little while, and been wanting to go back, but um, just haven't. But that was that was where the the swim bait, the big bait craze kind of started. Okay. And yeah, that that trophy fish or trophy lures for trophy fish thing kind of kind of took off there yeah. and i wish i had more big muskies under my belt but that's just how it goes yeah so okay so let's back up a little bit so you you are from um alito did you when you were there was it alito high school or was it mercer county or what, what is it called it was alito high school okay and now yep. it's called like mercer Green. county high school or isn't, yeah. isn't it something Green. different no, it's uh, it was Alito High School, um, Little Green Dragons, yeah, back in the day, and now it's now it's Mercer County Golden Eagles. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there's a couple other. I don't know. They were before it was Mercer County. They were called something else. I, I can't even remember. But, okay, right on. And so um, yeah, so you uh, are from there, and now you live where? I, so from Alito, um, we can slowly get into the, the business part of it. Sure, I, yeah. this, this quickly, I, I started the fish 30 acre thing there kind of part-time. And then I had a couple business partners at the time join in. And one of them lived in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, he was stationed there in Columbus and, <laughs> found a place for me to work out of and I moved. So I moved down to Georgia and that's when I went with the business full time. And from there I moved to where I'm at now in middle Tennessee, which okay. is yeah. an hour and a half East of Nashville. Okay. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's, this is where I'm at now. All right. All right. So let me ask you this. So <clears throat> your lures um, and you know, Nate and I and Lola, we have a bunch of them. Um, what made you, so you're saying that you throwing musky baits made you think about making big baits, but were you thinking, cause I feel like, you know, the you know, swim bait underground and big bass dreams and there's a bunch of, I mean, even, even getting a little more normalized on like the elite series and Edwin Evers was throwing yeah. a big glide bait on the, um, major league fishing red crest and but i feel like years ago when fish 30 acre was really 
jumping off, like when it kind of first, like you and I first started knowing each other, um, yeah. I feel like it wasn't as popular throwing such massive baits for bass. So how did you, I mean, did you think that you were making lures for muskie or did you, I mean, how, how did that process go where you decided I'm going to make baits and not only am I going to make baits, but I'm going to make giant ones in the world of bass well, fishing. So those early days growing up when I was like in high school, which was 20 damn years ago now, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the farm pond I was fishing a lot. Like that was when I first started, that's when I first learned about swim baits. Yeah. And if you are familiar with Castaic, which yep, is absolutely. Uh, yeah. swim bait company, yep, I still have some of their stuff. They, yeah. The early days they were, they were owned by a different company and, um, I think they've, they've been bought out by, um, I don't know, one or two other companies, but the early days they had a bait called the, it was their hardhead series mm-hmm. and it was a hard shell or like a, a hard ABS plastic front, like from the gill plates to the nose. Yep. Um, and it, the, the, the back half or the back, like two thirds was, soft yeah um, i literally had still have on it i it still was, have one of those uh a hardhead uh bluegill a castaic one yeah that's i had the bass okay which was a little bit bigger <laughs> that's awesome and <laughs> i started throwing that thing that was like the first swim bait i ever fished and that was probably 2002 2003 and were you throwing and it on like the wrongest rod and reel setup Probably, yeah. probably. I, know. Yeah. I, was, I, I think about oh. it, I throw in mine on like a medium six foot spinning rod or something, you know, like something that's not <laughs> even close to the right deal. Well, that like, that was my first time fishing a, a, a swim bait yeah. and I'm fishing this, this, this swim pond and I'm thinking, okay, this is like a, is it either six or maybe eight inches? I was like, everything I catch is going to be huge because yeah. there are some big bass in this in this pond. My biggest was eight and a half and that was, Holy moly. that's Northern Illinois. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's still tied. That That's, that's a, that's a big bass, you yeah, know, and no, I, I and we caught multiple, multiple sixes out of this, this place. I'm like, okay, this, this thing is going to catch every big fish in this, in this pond. And it didn't, I, I started catching, you know, pound and a half, two pounds yeah, frequently yeah. on it, yeah. but I still was able to catch some fish on it. I still, so that kind of triggered triggered it first for me and then obviously fishing for muskie that was um there was a it wasn't much swim baits it was more big stick baits big uh gliders mm-hmm. you know suix and oh, yeah yeah so the squirrely awesome. burt the 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 pete mayna's lure the squirrely burt was yep. my my ride or die for the longest I time that, that, that was what i i i missed i can't tell you how many missed muskie i've had on that damn thing i've only caught a few on it yeah. but i've missed so many <laughs> that's funny fishing you, I, remember I used to live in lure. eau claire wisconsin okay yeah that's oh, yeah. close to where we are wow yeah. okay where where's the where, yeah where are you guys at? we're in strum we're, in strum. I, I, it's like we're both 20 minutes from eau claire, eau claire though like i'm i was born in eau claire no kidding i don't yeah. know if i know where that i've never yeah, is strum. it off of uh i I don't know how cordial we need to be. If you guys are going to keep asking the questions or if I'm going to go back and forth with you, I don't no, know. Yeah, whatever so you want to do. No, you're no, good. whatever you want to do. There's this a um, conversation. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I don't know if you know where Osseo yeah. is. It's right by Osseo. <laughs> like Oliva Strum. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's real close to Eau Claire. But I mean, I graduated high school in Eau Claire. 
Same. Yeah, it's what you. Yeah, I I, I knew you were around there. Well, anyways, the the Eau Claire River there in town. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, me and Yancey, my my best friend who who's recently passed, not recently, who's who's passed away. He was my best mm-hmm. buddy, mm-hmm. fishing partner, all that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we both lived in Eau Claire for, uh, for one year, okay. and we. We learned the Eau Claire River wading from muskie. Yeah, that's a throwing thing. all sorts of stuff. Before it was like I'm sure it's overrun by kayaks and stuff now, but I missed so many muskie on just a squirrely burp. Yep. But yeah, it yep. would be so, hey, something so, I would be throwing. So really but, fast, Ryan. So the other day, I guess it's more than the other day. Is back when it was around my birthday, maybe. Lola and I were walking downtown. There's this really dope little um, Thai food restaurant they do like pho there which if you never had pho people listening it's the best um anyway are you talking about in eau claire yeah yeah it's yeah. called thai orchid okay. yeah it's really good so we're walking around downtown it's a little early for dinner so we're just kind of farting around walking around being flirty and datey and whatever so cute yeah so cute <laughs> anywho nate's throwing Whoa. up in the corner uh and uh we walk by the eau claire river um, it's at the confluence yep. of the Eau Claire and I think it's at the Chippewa right there where it flows into it yep. kind of right downtown. Yeah. And there's this feller yep. down there, full blown, like businessman, like in a suit, like slacks, white shirt, yeah. tucked tie. In, tie. And he's chucking a red October tube, um, for muskies right there. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I saw, I just, you know me, I don't give a crap. So I just walk up to him. And I'm like, dude, you seen anything? And he's like, no, not yet. I'm like, you ever catch them right here on the red October tube? He's like, oh yeah, he's like, all oh the yeah, time. all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you catch them like in like your, what like, I'm like in your suit and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, I work dude. a lot. And so like, I just take whatever moment I can get. On his lunch break? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what he was doing. That's and awesome. I'm like, and I'm Isn't like, that that's great? dope. But at the same time, you, you snag like a, a good muskie right now. You know, muskies, they're going to get crap all over you. like little cute business yeah. attire you know yeah you're gonna you're gonna get all messed up but yeah man so yeah i, I totally I know see that, exactly that spot too you probably there's, do i've seen yeah there's there's been i've seen quite a few good uh, there's been a video i think i saw on maybe youtube of that exact spot of some just some random guy fishing for anything you can catch kind of giant there yeah um but yeah isn't because there's uh there's a new building there maybe new nine years ago that was put mm-hmm. up right around there. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Probably the, the Pablo. Pablo center. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eau Claire's developing fast. They're always adding stuff, but they're also like the one kind of rad thing about Eau Claire is there's a lot of like earthy hipstery type kids, whatever. Not that that's like yeah. my favorite human on earth, but they're pretty careful when they develop that they're not messing with the river mm-hmm. system okay. or, you know, they're, yeah. they're not like rerouting things. Like they're keeping it pretty, pretty as it was, which yeah, is good. Cause I, we lived there in 2004. Okay. I think that was, yeah, that was when we, it was my year. No, it was two years after high school. So it would have been 2005 for me. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that That's was awesome. kind of, that was where, that was all, that was where I honed in the big bait thing more and more. But yeah. again, it was different from swim baits with, what I'm doing now compared to what I was kind of throwing from muskies back then. But. Sure. Yeah. So how did you, how'd you develop the style? Um, Nate and I were just talking about like when you look at like even just the paint on these, these baits that you're making now, uh, I mean, there's no way that that was like first try. How did you get your well, swim baits look different than a lot of the other swim baits on, on the planet? And I, it could be simply because they're not 
mass produced. But I mean, you know, I mean, even you look at like a, like like a Roman made negotiator or a Roman made Mm -hmm. mother baits that are $500, $800, whatever. Um, and they don't look nearly as good as far as paint as yours. How, How did you come up with that process to make them look that way? Well, starting at the beginning, I was carving musky lures out of wood. Yep. Um, they started out as like uh, a top water um, prop bait. Okay. Um, just super simple, super easy with, you know, just a pencil type bait with blades on each side that you'd rip like an Amazon ripper almost. Okay. Yeah. And that's what kind of started. Then I started doing like some trying to do some one piece glide baits that didn't really do anything at all. Um, <laughs> you threw them up and was, just sat there. It, it, and that was when I started learning about ballasting and adding weight and stuff to lures, sure. which I, 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 you know, it was, you know, foreign to me at the time. Cause do I you still have any of these old this originals. Was before, I have some, I think, and I, I have no idea whether they're, they're pretty cool. Point, yeah. But, um, I've shared some pictures of some old stuff on my page. This was a few years ago though. But, yeah. um, so then I, I started carving, um, more and more out of wood and I started to carve stuff that looked like a fish, you know, they started out as a little ripper bait. Then it started into like a, just a single piece glider thing. And then I started to carve more that looked like a fish, like a, a species, a species of bait fish. And then I got to thinking, well, why, why am I carving this piece of wood to look like a fish when I can just mold a real fish? You know? <laughs> so then Makes sense, at that yeah. point, it was maybe, I don't know, my first lure I ever carved, I was probably, I was 15 or 16. That's cool. Um, but this, at, at about, I don't know, maybe 19, my first year in Wisconsin, in Eau Claire. Um, so I was, I was 20, I was 20. Um, I carved my first swim bait. And that's, that was, you know, just to look like a bait fish. And I kind of made it look like an old castaic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but then I was thinking, well, why am I, why am I carving this piece of wood to look like a fish when I can just mold a real fish? Then I started learning about taxidermy and proper ways to mold a fish. Um, and that, that in itself is a whole process, you know, it, yeah. for a taxidermist, it's just no big deal. But, um, but I learned about all of that. And then in that process of learning about taxidermy and molding fish, I started to get into the, the ways to paint, you know, the way these taxidermists paint, um, fish or, Mm -hmm. or, or blanks or whatever. Yeah. So from that point, I was starting to mold fish and making them into swim baits, making them into lures. And that was a very realistic process. And that was where I really kind of got to be known for realism. Okay. And at that point, but this was still, I don't know, my, the first time I molded a fish was probably, uh, shoot, 10 years ago. It was probably the first time because I've, I've been fished 30 acre for since 2011 is when we made the LLC. So it's okay. been a while. Yeah. Um, and anyways, so when I, when I was molding fish, I, I was at the, I, I had to deal with the discrepancies in the mold and in, in the way that the fish came out when I molded it, okay. which, um, 
which means it wasn't very symmetrical. Uh, yeah. One side wasn't the same as the other side. It was kind of wonky. It wasn't straight, you know, so if I put joints in it, it might swim a little different. So I had to fight that all the time. And I, I there were ways to get around that, which I learned. But then I, I was still limited to that one size, whatever that fish was that I molded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I think you remember, finally, I remember you telling me about that before. Like you would catch an actual fish and then yeah, use that as the mold. I, 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 for... had go, I had to go out and try to net these certain fish all the time. I, like I, I had to. That's crazy. You're looking for like this exact size, like the exact length, the exact. Yeah. 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 And I'll tell you. Did you ever catch a bunch of them and freeze them or anything? Huh? Did you ever catch a bunch of them and try to freeze them or anything like that? So you had like. Honestly, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) I I netted a bunch of. Yes. I netted a bunch. And (laughs) this is a little trick of the trade here. You, You freeze them in denatured alcohol so the water doesn't freeze. So you keep them in that container until you need it, until you're ready to mold it. This is so intricate and detailed. This is so cool. Uh, Anyways, so as I was doing all that, let me back up again. Um, The hardest fish to ever catch or net or make a lure out of, if have you ever seen a baby carp? Because I have not. And I tried so long hmm. to find one, to catch one, to net one. That's a good question. To yeah. make a lure. It's not a big carp. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen right. a little teeny carp. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I bet I, the smallest I've ever seen I was, was all over 12 inches. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I ended up molding a, uh, a koi, a little goldfish, which okay. is the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so, so, so anyways, after that whole process of trying to to find all these different species and different sizes. I was like, okay, I need to just make, I, I have to, like this was when 3D printing was getting popular. Okay. 3D modeling was getting more and more popular. Yeah. But it was not being used much in the fishing industry, like outside of like big, big companies. Yeah. Um, so I then created, without giving away too much, I then created the current 3d model that i use on all of my stuff today um which is it was just a master model of a mature gizzard shad okay and the the process of creating that 3d model was very very difficult and this was this was five years ago four four or five years ago when i did this Mm um and from that point on which the video that you made is still on my homepage. Like oh, that right was yeah. probably three, three years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, I while. haven't, I haven't, um, haven't done anything different since then, but what um, made it, what made it so difficult? The, was it cause you didn't really know what you were doing? Cause it was new or cause you knew what you I, wanted, but couldn't yes. get there it, or. It, I'm very, and if you know me enough, I'm very particular sure. and I wanted to make sure that this 3d model was as realistic as possible Mm -hmm. and i went i had multiple 3d artists work with me throughout this whole process and it took a long time and a lot of money but i finally i know how it's done now and 
that is what so many of my competitors don't know, which I won't tell them. And I, I get people <laughs> reaching out to me about it a lot. Yeah. But, but anyways, the, the 3d model that I finally got was great. Um, which is what the video was that you created. And I can now change that 3d model into multiple different designs, mm. um, which That's is what cool. I'm doing now. So my lures now are based off of that initial 3D model okay. of the that gizzard was shed. created three, four yeah, years ago of a yeah. gizzard shed. Crazy. Um, and I can change that gizzard shed um, model into something smaller and something bigger and scale it whichever way I want. But now I'm to the point where I can't, like, I could just scale it down to a four inch lure, but a four inch shad looks completely different um, than an, like the, the body shape and the body features are very sure. different yeah. than an eight inch. Yep, that makes so sense. So if you saw my recent little small gizzard shad post from a couple weeks ago, the proportions are very different and it looks like a baby juvenile shad. Yeah. Where some of my older stuff, just scaled down doesn't really look as good as that makes sense this yeah, juvenile yeah shed. yeah because as they grow they kind of not so, just length yeah again, like i could get into all sorts of intricacies and all that stuff but i won't anymore okay <laughs> so some of the stuff that i have from you i know i don't know if it's early on in fish 30 acre but they're lures that like i almost don't want to throw because they just look so dope like uh I think it's like a three or four section bluegill lure that has like, it's like hard. And then the fins are like rubber or whatever. Um, do you have that, that, do you have the, it's a bluegill with soft fins? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's the deluxe gill. Yeah. That thing is dope, dude. Everybody. Yeah. So many, like, yeah, I wouldn't lose that or get rid of that because everybody <laughs> wants that. Yeah. Dude, that thing is so dope. Um, I don't know what you've got. So yeah, yeah. Well, for a while there, that was how you know. I mean, that's how when when Whisperwood Outdoors, which is now tackling tacos, when that yeah, that's how you paid us for making lures or for filming your lures was with lures that you made. Yep. Nate, what's your yep. what's your favorite fish thirty acre lure, Nate? What's what's one that you like? Uh, probably the uh, mine's yeah, mine's uh, probably the jointed like dirty shad. Yeah, uh, dude. from back in the day, it was probably yeah, five inch dirty shad. Uh, I still, that's I still the, throw that from time to time and it, it catches them. I, yeah, I try not to throw it. Is that anywhere. the one with the multiple joints in it? Yeah. That yeah. just swims like a daggum oh, yeah. S like yeah, that thing awesome. moves through the water yeah. like a snake. Gosh, that lure looks so good when it moves. Yeah, see, I wish I knew exactly which ones you guys have. And I wish you guys had all the new stuff. Cause I, I know you guys have older stuff and like early on, it just, it's so, it was so so early and, and it was nothing like i'm doing now which yeah. I, i'll get you new stuff but okay um, <laughs> but but yeah like that the early stuff was the almost just the initial concept of what i am doing now like yeah. that was the idea that makes sense and now it's so much more refined like my dirty shed the the latest dirty shed now because there's been four generations of the dirty shed and i don't know which one you guys have um, Nate, is it does it have a hard tail or a soft tail? Uh, I'm pretty sure it has a hard tail. It's hard, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that is definitely old school and like so unrefined compared to 
even the next version that was the soft tail, that was the one that everybody fell in love with. And now I'm work. Now I'm, I just released the, the fourth generation, which is using my 3d model made to look like the generation before it that everybody loved. So well, I'll have to hook you guys up with some new stuff because the new stuff is so far ahead of where that old stuff was that you guys had. Yeah. And even the, I, said that, I feel like that stuff I worked I said, awesome though. Yeah, it really did. So I think that uh, works I, great, I know then. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm very particular and I'm very, I, I always want to keep building and working on advancing my designs and yeah. all that. And so anybody who's listening to this right now, like legitimately, if you're into fishing, if you care about fishing and I'm musky, smallmouth, largemouth, whatever, like go to Ryan's Instagram, fish 30 acre, um, fish three zero, fish three zero yep. acre. Um, watch some of the videos. I mean, the, there's no simpler way to put it on a lure like this than the proof is in the pudding. When you watch the way that these lures move in the water, uh, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Not, yeah. It's, it's not so, like a, it's, it's not no disrespect to anybody, but it's not like your run of the mill jerk bait or chatter bait or crank bait. Like these things look like uh, how's you, they look like they're freaking alive. Like yes. The way they move, the way they stop. <laughs> and I know a big thing in like the big bait world, the glide bait world is if you give the reel a good, like three quarter turn or a hard full turn that sometimes you can get the lure to turn around and like point the other way because you know, fish don't always swim in the same direction. These, these lures move so smooth in the water and look so real. Um, and again, we're not affiliated with 30 acre outside of just being friends with the dude. Like we're not making money off this. We're just telling these lures move incredibly well, uh, in the water. What, what's like the, the, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's just, just a fact. What's the, what's like the highest or best selling 30 acre bait that you've made so far? Like what, what is like just the juice for you? Well, the dirty shed, the the last generation dirty shed, um, would that be the three or or four? The three, okay. the the four is the one that I just released just, like okay. a week ago. Okay, yeah, that's one I just and, dropped. Yep the the three, which it's it's honestly like it was the the last lure that I used um, a real shad, a real mold of a, a real shad. Okay, okay. Of so, and, and it, it it's it's it was not a difficult lure to make. A multi jointed swim bait is fairly easy to make um if you understand a little bit about weighting like it's not a hard lure to make it swim how you want okay um so fortunately that was that was what um how it worked for me like it it was a a very popular easy to fish lure um so i would say that or the deluxe gill, which is the, the, the gill, the blue gill that yeah. I'm assuming that I have. You have with yeah, the soft yeah. yeah. It weighs like, um, cause that's know, another six ounces. It's heavy. Uh, that was another, um, just the, the way it was designed, the fins, um, it just, it tracked very well in the water. Say, yeah. You can reel that um, one pretty was, fast. Like that one doesn't blow yeah. out. Yeah. It was, and it's also, it's, it's, six inches i think but it's a broad it's a yeah, tall, it's tall six inches so yeah. it's it's um there's been a lot of big fish caught on it i 
I think because of that tall, broad profile, it's it, it, it's a bigger a bigger bite. Yeah, um, because it is a taller bait and it's a bigger you know meal. Yeah, um, but it's not super long. It's not it's not a real long big bait. It's just a tall, broad bait with erect fins and all that. So yeah, I think it's sweet. I'd say between yeah those those two probably. But then you know then I get some people that put stuff on eBay that sell for hundreds and hundreds of dollars that, hmm. that, you know, a certain time everybody wants. Um, okay. and, but I, I would say those two. So, all right, Ryan, the, the real question, the heavy stuff is, um, what if, 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 uh, someone pointed a gun at you and said, you can only eat one kind of taco the rest of your life, what would you pick? <laughs> this, this is the heavy okay. stuff. Yeah, this is heavy. This is yeah. heavy because uh, I was thinking a lot about this taco thing, you know, when I, was, <laughs> yeah. when I knew I was going to get on this. Yeah, dude. There's no going back from it either. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is serious. Commitment. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys, yeah. I live in McMinnville, Tennessee. Yeah. And it is the uh, nursery capital of the world, apparently. Nursery? Um trees oh okay okay so I got you. Okay. I was like, like babies plants. everywhere or what? <laughs> Not babies. yeah okay all right um and there are a lot of uh mexicans who work uh on farms around here okay so it's sure. a very mexican you know type of uh community around here yeah, yeah, so there yeah. are a ton of mexican restaurants like really good like ones. authentic and, delicious yeah, that's, yeah. That's perfect. Yes, authentic all of that yeah i mean amanda are very We've we've gone through them all in this town. We've we found the best ones, and okay. we we know what's good and what's better than others. Yeah. Um, and I am not a big food foodie type at all. <laughs> I I don't have any care or concern about my my tacos, Mexican, all wow. that stuff. Okay. But but I'm very and I'm very boring. <laughs> I'm very very bland and boring. Basic. So. Yeah. Gun to my head, yeah. Taco, like yeah. it's like it's. I mean, I'm just meat and cheese. That okay. is it. What kind of meat? Um, like ground beef. Yeah, okay. usually. Okay. But I've recently, I've recently learned about chorizo. I was just gonna say oh, chorizo. Dude, That's so yes, funny. <laughs> chorizo is so dope. I I've just learned about that. Yeah, dude. Like it's actually very big, good with scrambled eggs. It is. It's a really good breakfast it's meat too. Very good. It, that's it is because yes, I have learned that because we get these <laughs> giant. No, we get these giant burrito things that Yum. one of the, the restaurant we go to, and it's got like uh, uh, potatoes. I add chorizo. No, maybe it does have chorizo and steak, and it's just got a bunch oh, of awesome dude, stuff. Sounds too big. so good. So we bring it back. We bring it back and for leftovers, and I cook it in the morning with eggs, and it's so good. Yeah, Yeah, okay, Okay, so there it is. All right, yeah. So do you remember, Ryan, did you ever go – did you ever go into the district in Rock Island when you lived in the Quad Cities? There was a little – Oh, God, yes. There's a little coffee shop there called Theo's. Did you ever go to Theo's? No. No, they just – My establishments served alcohol. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Theo's was was, uh, addictive in the way of caffeine, not necessarily alcohol, but – um, they just closed their doors. It was the, the raddest little place. Um, 
just whole where it was right in i don't remember what street it was on it was right across from like that holiday inn in downtown rock island but anywho they had a breakfast sandwich there that was just next level dope it was um a, a toasted bagel smoked gouda cheese a fried egg and chorizo and it was Oh my gosh! Because there's because chorizo, you know, it's got that bite to it, a little bit of spice. But oh then yeah, you, you blend it, it, that. And I love it's so oh, salty. It's, yeah, mm. it's super salty, yep. kind of like a like a good greasy. But you blend that with like the softness of like a bagel and oh my and a and a good cheese. It was just the. I'm hungry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Now all I want to do is go fish a big swim bait and eat a whole bunch of Mexican food. <laughs> like maybe like eat a burrito uh, while chucking like a big glide bait or something. But, That'd be the way to do it. There you go. <laughs> okay, so one last question, brother, and we'll, we'll let you go. What uh, uh-huh. What's next for Fish 30 Acre? What's around the corner? Um, well, how long is this corner? Because there's uh, there's a lot. Um, I mean, you could say whatever well, you want. Like, what's your goals for it, or what's the next bait? What are you? I mean, and maybe you can't release some of the What's the deep... closest thing to yeah, you yeah. right now that's happening that's going to come up next? Sure. So I, I'm always working on new stuff, new designs, yep. and I'm always, I'm always reaching. And there is, as far as designs, there's always stuff in my head, obviously, because that's what creative people do. Yep. You're a creative guy. You always have stuff in there, whatever. But as far as lures that I'm focusing on right now, it's the new Dirty Shad, which I'm making and um, shipping. I'm shipping stuff out every week and a half i've got tons and tons of baits that go out that's all i do Um, pre-orders have backed me up for so long and whatever um anyways so the new dirty shad and then i've got the uh a new glide bait that i'm trying to finalize Hmm. um it's just fighting me as far as what i want to get out of the action so far like a single piece or jointed uh a a single jointed glide bait a a standard bass Standard bass glide bait, Sweet. Um, eight inches. I, I've I've shared it on my pages, um, and I'm so I'm finalizing that, and I'm finalizing the small four inch little juvenile shad that I've shared. That is that had, the one with a flexible tail fin? Yeah, like all my all my ridiculous. new stuff. Ridiculous. Yeah, Gosh, like everybody that is. That is like those couple posts i've made of that thing like it's just gone crazy yeah that thing Um, looks insane so those are the two that i'm mostly focused on right now or the the dirty shad and those two um as far as lures but like there's still like next generation of a couple other lures i'm working new shad jig i've made a few that didn't like and then the new chopper shad a new top water new wake um so there's always a lot of stuff that's always just I'm always trying to upgrade in advance, but so those are the lures. I've okay. also got um, a swim bait rod that I've been trying to finish for years now, actually. Um, that is just now been finalized as far as well, that's exciting. the design, the, the design has been finalized. I've been using the blanks for, for years. Okay. Um, but the design is done and i'm sending it to a guy who will hopefully make them all for me hmm. um, who will wrap them anyway you're gonna call and, this like a fish 30 uh, acre rod yeah yeah that's it's dope. uh like, yeah that's awesome he 
fish 30 acre it's the mac one which there's a lot of meaning to that but the mac one swim bait rod it's uh yeah it's just it's just gonna be made for just one sw- one size right now for swim baits a light to medium size swim baits up to three ounces um it's very sleek and pretty badass swim bait rod um but obviously i'm biased but it's uh <laughs> it's really exciting it's going to be it's it's a big deal and like, i'm gonna have to just figure out how to kind of work it because i'm not going to wrap it myself i've got someone else hopefully who will be doing all of that and i'll just send out uh, or i'll take orders you know every month or so and then ship those out Dang, that's cool um, but that's all done and i'll have the first final version that i hopefully will use for my website and pictures and stuff at the end of april huh. um that's the goal it's coming that's out. really soon yeah that's, cool. yeah that's really cool yeah yeah i i uh i'm gonna send it i'm sending him all the parts um monday or tuesday okay and then well, he's you, gonna have it finished for me in april i don't know if you still are when right. i come back up you used to kind of be a rod junkie, right? Like I remember you had some mega bass rods and stuff back before I saw yeah. anybody oh, yeah. rocking mega bass yeah. rods. And you're you're a yep. goofy dude, right? You're like Nate. You use your bait cast uh, yeah. reels left handed, correct? Yep. I don't switch hands. I cast my right, reel with my left. That's yep. the only way to do it. It's the only no. way that makes any sense. That's right, Nate. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hate that. So one year, uh, we were Nate and I were filming. Oh my gosh, Nate and I were filming for a jig company. And, uh, I was like, I'm not going to bring any uh, rods with dude, because I'm just going to be using the camera. You fish. And then we got all the footage that I thought we needed. And I get back in the boat and we're in this stretch, um, rock Creek. I don't know if you know that on pool 13 and, um, oh, no. that's 14. Yeah, it's 14. Um, anyway. And I'm like, well, dude, I want to fish, you know, whatever. And I start using his rod and reel setup and I legitimately feel <laughs> like a t-rex or something like i can't oh, yeah. i can't turn the handle left-handed i feel it sort of like like robotic I, yeah like, like if i was to use it i know if i was to use the other way around I, I i'm so stupid with it yeah my stupid hand trying to reel no doesn't work yeah, I and i get it i honestly get do you know um i don't know how much you follow professional fishing do you know who seth fighter is uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, he i've watched videos with like is he what? He is a Daiwa, he is guy, a Daiwa yeah. guy. Yep, yep. He, yeah. uh, he, and he's like, he. It's funny because he puts off this vibe. He's from Minnesota. He puts off this vibe like he's sort of like rednecky hillbilly. That dude is so smart and so anal. Like he'll take like five minutes to tie an FG knot, like his braid to his fluoro, and he's. I don't. Know, he's really, yeah. really. He's really, really. I'm not that serious. About yeah, he's really anal about stuff, but he he comes off like. Ooh, whatever, but he's not. Anyway, I watched a video on him um, throwing a swim jig one time, and in the same video, like, he throws a white jig with a baitcast reel with a crank on the right, picks up a black-blue swim jig to throw on a sand drop, and the reel, the handle's on the left. And just never, yeah, never skips a beat. (laughs) And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, like baitcasting on both sides. Like, what the... No, yeah. People that I mean, people will switch hands with the bait caster, but then they will keep. If they use a spinning rod, yeah. they they use. That's the what I do. I go right-handed bait casting, left-handed spinning. Yeah. I don't know what doesn't I do. make any it's sense, right? You so hand me. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you do the that, same. You do I do. Yeah, you okay. do right-handed I, bait casting, left-handed my, spinning. Okay. <laughs> my brother used to kick with his left and throw with his right. 
That's what like that's what Dom does, right? But the yeah, opposite. Yeah, that's what our oldest. Son yeah, our does. oldest boy does that. He throws left handed, so, hits so a baseball right handed, kicks right footed. Yeah. yeah, really strange. But I'm just saying though, for Seth to pick up the same type of lure presentation, oh, yeah. left handed so casting, right handed, but that's bananas. That's just weird. That's yeah. super. That's, yeah, that's, I, I can't. I can't. Can't fathom that. Yeah, that's all. a weird one for sure. So, how come? Let me ask you this question. Yeah. I, I know I said one question, but now I'm just thinking. So, a lot yeah, of what you're referring cool. to is stuff you're making is shad based, and I totally get it. And again, I don't owe you. You know, you don't. You don't. I don't owe you like this kudos because you don't pay me. You don't whatever. I think you have the best looking shad baits on the planet. Like they just look, move, feel so freaking mm-hmm. real dude like it's crazy why do you not make another bluegill bait or a something other fish bait i was just about to ask that well, question that's a good question i because i've i'm not done with shad yet the shad <laughs> yet like sure. i okay like i i i got i know like i've got so this master model of the shad like I, I've, I've got to hone in all of this and I, I am, but I, it's only one person for the most part, you know? So it's, it's hard to keep doing all the things I want to do. Um, so I'll hone in these shad and eventually do once it. I get this whole process refined, there's a lot happening. What's when you get on, it guys? perfect, Jordan's Jordan's digging in a box right now. He's I think he's getting. Uh, I can't. I'm surprised we didn't have he's him getting out that bluegill. Have him out. He got the bluegill one out, and we're checking it out. Oh, yeah. You guys are harder to hear than Jordan. Okay, sorry. Really that, that's because Jordan, Jordan loves to hear himself, so he just you he know he's, he's got the no. mic all cut up on him. So. <laughs> No, it's funny. I, well, it's funny because on our end, you guys are loud enough, and I'm looking at the visual of the levels, and like we're all really similar. But, right. but yeah, we're looking at that bluegill lure huh. right now, Ryan, and that thing is just. Like, yeah. I'm afraid to throw it because I know you don't make it anymore, and if I lost it, I'd yeah. probably cry. No, you would. Yeah, I probably would. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I mean, that thing. Look at that. I mean, it looks like you're like if you. Like when your hand is kind of over the seams, and I can't see the hooks. Like I, I would legitimately yeah. think you're holding a bluegill right now. Like actually, yeah, yeah I, it's nonsense. I, 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 like I said, I don't even know what exactly one you have, and like I've had from batch to batch. Like some are really good, some are look kind of shitty as far as paint <laughs> jobs and stuff. Yeah, this one does um, not. So this I, I don't though. know. Um, but but yeah, no. So the the shad, I I, I I've just I, I don't have enough time in the day to to do everything I want to do. But for now, it's still the shad. Yeah. But the next species it, it it takes i've got the gizzard shad 3d master model so i can do all sorts of stuff yeah i don't have a bluegill master model right now i, I don't you. have a trout or all that so or small in order for bass. me to start a new or yeah i have order a small for me to do a new a new species it's a big commitment time money all that to make a new 3d master model the way sure. the gizzard shad is yep that makes so sense. and actually that's what i've been kind of contemplating like what's my next species going to be and it's either going to be a bluegill or a crawdad Ooh, so that'd be sick i yeah. can i could do a ton of badass stuff with a crawdad yeah that'd be, um, cool. That'd be cool to see your but, touch on a crawdad craw yeah like i i'm 
I'm excited to, for that. I'll do it eventually. And I've already kind of made some stuff a long, long time ago that were crawdad baits. Um, but yeah, I, I want to have the freedom to have a 3D model of a crawdad, but that's still a limited kind of a limited number of baits I could do where obviously I could have a bunch of different bluegill style baits. Um, but, but yeah, so eventually it'll be a bluegill or, or crawdad or hopefully both at the that's same awesome. time around. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But for now it's just refining the shed and just kind of pushing that and, and just building on, generations and making things better and better and and getting better actions and all that so well it's hard it's hard for me to look at some of the stuff i have of yours that is apparently older generations and be like oh yeah that needs some improving <laughs> yeah it's tough i'm, I'm well, holding this that's dude that's it, it's that's funny. why i got to get you guys some new stuff yeah no it's it's funny you say if that you I'm... see the new stuff compared to the stuff that you guys have like it's 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 totally different and I'll have to. I will. Yeah. As soon as I get caught up, which God dang it, who knows when that'll be. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's a good problem to have though. Yeah. Like I was saying, I'm holding yeah. this I'm holding this bluegill bait here and like you're saying, you did this thing years ago and it's got like a swiveling hook, you know, hook hanger on it, you know. So yeah. To be able to do that years ago and yeah, that's and, pretty advanced. Like that's what yeah. they're like bragging about on like the Arashi glide. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah, the newer baits coming on the last yeah. couple of years, they you know they thought that was revolutionary, and here we're holding the bait that's yeah. four that's, or five years old, and it's, and it's got that, that on it. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good eye because I mean we were all doing the swiveling hook hanger thing seven eight years ago, and now just in the last year or two or maybe three. You know, a lot of the bigger companies are doing that, uh-huh. but that's that's honestly kind of how it is. Like the these big companies will keep an eye on them. Like if they're smart, they'll keep an eye on the the small bait companies that that are doing this more handcrafted stuff that are more custom, and they're learning the market, they're learning what's happening, and and that's that's my whole plan. It, it, you know, is the reason I didn't call it thirty acre swim baits is because I wanted to keep it open to other, to, to be a big enough company years and whatever down the road where it doesn't just have to be swim based. Because there are these big companies now that are, that are doing these swim baits. So they, they've already had established companies and stuff, but they're just now grabbing on to these little custom small bait yeah. company, you know, concepts that we've been doing for years and years they're just grabbing onto it now. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's why yeah, fish 30 acre is not going to be just limited to the swim baits. I want to make it a big company where I can kind of be alongside these guys, you know, whenever yeah. that may happen as long as I, yeah, you're killing it, man. Well, Hey, doing what I'm doing. um, congrats again on the engagement. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, hey. Every, yeah. everybody out yeah, I there love talking about this yeah dude i love i love, it. I love talking i love your passion but, for it like i don't ever get to do it yeah so, so that's perfect so everybody out there whoever might be listening to this me and nate's mom um make sure you check out fish 30 <laughs> acre social media go to the website um a couple things number one like i said the, the lures just look fantastic number two it's always rad to support a dude who's doing this himself painting the lures himself developing them developing them himself coming up with ways like okay well this piece of wood looks like crap i know i'll just 
taxidermy a fish. Who's doing that? You know what I'm saying? And then the next step, the 3D models and improving and improving and improving. And I actually really respect the fact that you're not doing a bluegill and a perch and a pike swim bait and a whatever because you're still trying to refine the shad bait, which most people would probably be like, dude, you did it. It's good enough. But you're like, no, I can do this with it and this with it. So human beings who are out there listening to this, check it out. Um, thank you for taking the time, Ryan. And um, yeah, man, hey, I'm going to send you some fun. photos when we hang up uh, of some of the stuff that I have. Cause okay. like I said, I think some of it's kind of old school for you, but it's still so dope. So thank you again, brother. Yeah. Thanks Ryan. Hey, yeah, man, appreciate it. I, I enjoy it dudes uh, and ladies. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like talking about this stuff, and yeah. I don't get to do it enough. And if ever you need more filler material and you want to call me back, I'll ramble on just like I did tonight. Yeah, after, man, we'll do it. After yeah. we get some of these new baits, we'll have to, we'll have to give you a call and, and let you know. For uh, sure. What, what we think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. All right, buddy. We'll bug you later. You Thank you very much. We'll talk to you. Thanks. Yeah. All right, bye. All right, see ya. All right, so that was the, uh, that was the convo with Ryan 30 Acre. And, uh, you know. He said it like, oh, I like to talk a lot. And what you can hear the passion, like, I love rolling. that so much. You can hear it rolling out of him as he's talking, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, what did you take from it, Nate? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like you said, the passion he kept talking about, oh, well, how deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, how you far know? back should yeah. I go? And, uh, you know, he just, he's, he's loved what he's doing for, for a long time. And it, it shows in not just the quality, but the, the attention to detail and the baits. They're, they're awesome. I mean, they, they really are. Yep. Yep. I, I think, Honestly, you could be manufacturing, I don't know, toy bananas or something. If you care about it that much and you're putting that much heart into it, I think at some point, and it's not like nobody, like he sells his Good things are happening for him, for sure. When when he puts his crap online and, and, you know, between us three and whoever else is listening, they're not cheap. You know, this is not an, and no diss whatsoever. This is not a, a Molex or a river to sea or a wide um, mass produced swim bait that's selling for 20 bucks. These are expensive swim baits, but when you get them, when you see these, I mean, it is art. It's art, dude. Like it's, it's not even like, um, it's not even like, um, sometimes you'll see, you know, like if you go to like a restaurant and you see a hamburger on a menu and then it comes and you're like, what the, this ain't the same thing. Like, it's like that, but the opposite. Like we didn't even, we didn't even get into it. I think, I think he posted something about it a while back where he's like, building a pond in his backyard or something so he can hand tune all these baits. Like so that's just awesome. the detail he's putting that's into this, this stuff. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. If you heard it a little while ago, this sound, you have to forgive me. I was opening up. I went to my boat, um, in our studio, our studio is huge. So we have a boat in it. <laughs> um, and studios, we all know is French for garage. Uh, and I grabbed my hard swim bait box and I was just pulling out some of his lures. Cause even though it's not a video podcast right now, like I just wanted to see some of this stuff as he's referencing it. And what I was, what I was saying is that, um, if you see the pictures on his website, you're like, Oh, those, those look great. You know, those are dope lures. They look better in person. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not sponsored by fish 30 acre. We kind of were for whisperwood back in the day. Not really more or less. We just got lures from him to make him videos. So it's just kind of a, a business partnership, but, um, they're just great looking lures. So, um, if you're into fishing, uh, swim baits, uh, if you're not just, I mean, they're, they're worth your time. They're worth a, they're worth a try. So y'all got anything else before we close it up? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. That was a lot of, a lot of detail. Like, like we said, a lot of, a lot of love coming out of him in these swim baits. So, yeah. Yeah. And you can tell. 
that's that's the right thing about it. So, all right, man, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Remember, tacklingtacos.com. Positivity is worth the effort. Appreciate you guys for listening. Peace.